What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love and give our thoughts, our opinions on what we like and what we don't like. I'm your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today we are traveling to the Daredevil universe, but not the one you love, the one from 2002, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, as part of our Marvel Movie Marathon, where we watch every single Marvel film ever put to the big screen. Before we do so, I'd like to introduce the gentlemen who make this show possible. With us here today, we have Micah Het. Micah, how you doing? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good. It's hotter today. We'll it say it's hot. a bit hotter. There's no AC in the room we're recording in, but uh, we're going to get this done. We're going we're gonna to talk about this, and we're going to use our senses to uh, really dissect this movie. That is very correct. We're going to get as sweaty as Ben Affleck did in some of these scenes <laughs> in, this, in this movie, because he was certainly sweaty. With us here... As always, is the self-proclaimed daredevil expert. I would also agree with that self-proclamation. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing awesome. I'm glad to be back here with you guys. And I think expert is a little bit of a, a stretch there. Massive fan of Charlie Cox's portrayal, I would put it. Expert is uh, uh, not, not necessarily where I'd fall, but I'm... Sure as heck excited to talk about Daredevil. Well, you, you, I'll say this. You've certainly done a lot more research and read more comics than both Micah and I. I think I speak for you. I have never, this right? is my first Daredevil experience. I have seen, oh, wow. I saw Daredevil when it first came out on, uh, when my uncle first got this movie on DVD way back <laughs> when. Uh, I may have been five. Uh, the only thing I remember it from it is that when he's beaten up Bullseye in the church. So, yeah, that's that's all I remember from back then. So I got you. All right. Well, what do you say we get into it, gentlemen? Let's head over to Ben Affleck's Daredevil Universe. Before we get into it, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel where we post uh, this podcast clips every week. And if you want to see, um, if you want to hear us and get access to these podcasts early for our Marvel Movie Marathon, they will always be up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Monday morning. So leave us a review on any of those sites. It'd be greatly appreciated. But let's get into it, boys. I prowl the rooftops and alleyways at night, searching for justice, blind justice, a guardian devil. I was 12 years old. I had lost my sight. But I got something back in return. My remaining four senses functioned with superhuman sharpness. I could hear a whisper a block away. But the most amazing of all was a kind of radar sense. Soon the world will know the truth. There is no proof that Daredevil even exists. That one man can make a difference. 2003's Daredevil universe. I want to get our initial thoughts before we really break this thing open. We'll start with Micah. Micah, what'd you think of this this movie? Ooh, man, this was, um, it was, it was certainly something, I'll say that. Uh, it had, it had a lot of inspiration from the comics, I'll say that. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, they have elements that are, like, unique to this character, but the whole time I'm like, why am I not just watching a Batman or Spider-Man movie? Mm. The whole time I was like, they're not using Daredevil's abilities, I feel. His, his abilities in this movie are not unique to me. No. They 
Like, you know, he's blind, sure, but you can't see that in the fights. You can't see that. Um, he, he's not using it to his advantage. Like, they don't have a dark fight where it's blackout, they can't see anything, but he's the only one who can see stuff. Yeah. They don't have anything where, um, I don't know, where he slashes somebody else's eyes and then they're both on the same playing ground, but they can't hear him very well. They have nothing like that. Or the enemy isn't silent where he can't hear them. They could have done so many different things, but it, they just don't They don't do anything like that. It feels like a regular guy fighting, except when he like jumps off rooftops way down and he's like, he's just fine, you know? Like, yeah. You get senses that he's got these powers, but it just feels like an average dude fighting. Yeah. I, 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 at least for me, that was what I felt. Ethan... You've watched Daredevil, the show from Netflix, how many times? Three. Three times? Uh, what did you think of this movie, though? <laughs> Man, I had never seen this movie before, and I, I'm kind of proud to say that now after <laughs> seeing it. Like Micah said, they don't do anything cool with Daredevil in this movie. There are glimpses, little scenes, where you see an, uh, a little shadow of coolness. Like, oh, yep, there he is. There's the Daredevil I love. But no, none of this movie really captivated me. None of the performances stood out. Everything was kind of just eh. Like, nothing like, of course, there are some terrible, terrible scenes. But overall, as a movie, like, it, it's just fine. It's fine. I think it's a little bit less than fine. It's like, it, it's frustrating because you have Sam Raimi's Spider-Man that comes out a year before this movie, you know? And just by the title sequence itself, it's like, all right. Now we can really capitalize because Spider-Man made a ton of money. Let's make a Daredevil interpretation of this. So they have the credit montage, which is 2003. You don't need that. Like, why are we still on this? It's unique for those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I don't give that crap for it. Why does this happen? And it's so drawn out. Too. It is. It's it cool totally for the is. first, like, two names. You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's Braille. That's awesome. And then it translates it into, into characters yeah. that we can read. And it's like, oh, that's cool. And then they have 10 more or 15 more or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it just feels like a ripoff of Spider-Man. But I will say this. Once those credits pass and it pans down on Daredevil posing on the cross, I was like, okay, you know what? This might be a good film because we watched – we also watched the director's cut of this film, which adds close to a half an hour to this half film hour. and is supposedly better. Now, I don't think – any of us watch the regular version, and if I mean, if from it's, what I've read, it's, it's worse, even less smooth. Than which this. is like this movie is not good either. Like it's still not good. Like I don't really know what was added. I'm pretty sure that kingpin fight. We were talking about this off air, but I'm pretty sure the kingpin fight at the end was all director. But other than that, I'm pretty sure all of the Coolio like, stuff, the where the, the, the guy in the courtroom. So he was not in the that. Was not. Court. Yeah. Coolio. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, man. I love those courtroom scenes. Those are pretty good. I will say yeah. this. The, any scene with John Favreau in it, I think, yeah. is a, a pretty good scene yes. to watch. Just because he understood the assignment. The movie he's playing in and acting in is a completely different movie than the rest of these actors and characters. Another interesting bit of note. Just bef as we leave the credits to it, I noticed Kevin Feige co-produced this Yes. Film, which is strange. So he... Uh, was he this can make, he can he, no, make he's, mistakes. He's had, yeah, well, he's had his hands on X-Men. He's had his hands on Spider-Man. Gotcha. And now, like, he's had, he has his hands on this movie. So you have those, I mean, regardless of what you think of X-Men, I didn't really like it as much as you guys did. But it has its fans, definitely. It has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
So, but this movie is just so down the middle of the road. They don't make Daredevil look cool at all. Like, I don't want to root for this guy. Let's just talk about, like, he has this rule. He, he's definitely a Batman inspiration, for sure. I think that's not lost on anyone. But I'm, it, mistake me if I'm wrong here, but Daredevil doesn't kill, does he? So he, doesn't kill. he will occasionally kill in the comics, and when he's uh, pushed to do it, he will cross that line. But you, you, uh, the, the examples in this movie are terrible. I don't. They are. I don't like the way he does it in this movie, and and since we're on the topic, especially how he kills a guy in that train scene mm -hmm. early in the film, it doesn't really mean anything when uh, we're all supposed to think, or the the characters in the film are supposed to think he kills Electra's father. It's like, oh, he just straight up murdered that guy earlier. Why does it matter if another body is added to his? It also makes it really strange that he won't kill Kingpin at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're willing to... That's the thing. Well, that's that, the thing with that, the no that's kill showing, That's showing character development. So at the beginning of the movie, his first victim that we see, he does kill him. And then halfway through the movie, we get this question, am I the bad guy? And that's that's what I think the, the oh, movie was what? kind right. of going then, for. Then he uh, murders... Bullseye. He doesn't die, but he fully intended to murder him when he chucked him out the window 20 stories, landing on a car. Mm. That was supposed to kill him. So then five minutes later... Intentionally fighting, landing on the car. Five minutes <laughs> later when he's fighting Kingpin, we're supposed to think, you know what, yeah, he, he's not the, the good guy. Yeah, he's he's changed. not the bad guy. He's a changed man in those well, 10 but, minutes. But my passion. argument is, <laughs> I, I do not like this Daredevil. I think he is, in fact, a bad guy. Yeah, he is. But the whole time he's like saying, I'm not the bad guy. He's trying to like prove it to himself. And I think with a better version of the story, it can be pretty good. Like him struggling with that. Am I this horrible person? It's just not like I don't want to root for Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Case in point, he his interactions with Jennifer Garner as Elektra, especially when he first meets her, he's like... <laughs> I can I can smell her walking down the street like uh, yo what oh yeah, no, yeah. As, no, as a no. as a newcomer to Daredevil uh, yeah I, when he was introducing his powers he was like <laughs> yeah I'm blind now and that heightened the rest of my senses I was like oh so you can taste things better you can like hear things better smell things better <laughs> and touch things better okay emphasize on that and they don't really they they show it in the weirdest ways so they're like okay I can I have a keen sense of balance. I'm really good at acrobatics now because I got this in my eyes. And, okay, I believe that. All right. Let me see how your other senses pull into this. Okay, so you can mm. hear people better, but how does that... How does hearing people contribute to knowing where a punch is going to land right. and knowing where someone is exactly? Like, let me see you train with this. Let me see you use this a, a bit better. And with the smelling, I feel like with the smell, you can, if you have a super heightened smell, you should be able to know when people are in the room. And I don't, it, we see that with Electra and nobody else. Yeah. Micah, all this is getting me, no, no Daredevil spoilers for Marvel's uh, TV show. None of that. But this is getting me very excited that you're going to watch through yeah, the yeah. show. So and I, that's why it's so hard to watch this film because mm -hmm. seeing that, everything about this film, and I mean everything. Is done ten times better in the yep. show. I watched the first episode of Daredevil, half of the first episode of Daredevil season one in preparation for this episode, and um, in the first half hour, they fixed every single thing that's wrong. Every single thing. So let's talk about the 
the beginning sequence with his father because I I'm pretty sure kind of mirrors that pretty closely to the show. You know, he's he gets there's a forklift that runs into the thing and he gets all of his eyesight lost. Which is it's very, it very skips, stupid. Yeah. Very but stupid. it's because of his dad. So I like that. I think that's a good foundation. It's a little bit different, but I like I like that that it's because of his dad and his bad things that Matt becomes blind. And then eventually becomes but I want to talk about the promise that he makes. He's not gonna grow up to be a fighter and he's gonna become a lawyer and a good guy and not become his father. Mm-hmm. But this whole movie is about him fighting and yeah. <laughs> becoming a fighter. Like his, like he didn't keep his promise yeah. at all. Like he, he even says, "So I kept my promise. I became a good guy." Like, no, you didn't. You became. <laughs> you literally became worse than became your a father. vigilante. That's yeah, just like, about it. And, and it's not like bad. It's just don't say you kept your promise because you definitely. I mean, you became a lawyer. But your alter ego beats up criminals every night. Like, you didn't keep your promise, I guess, bro. One of his other promises is he was going to get revenge on whoever did that, kind of. But that's that's just Batman. That's, yeah. That's what Batman yep. does. And, it is. and I, need to, I need to know what difference there is to make this movie worthwhile. Yeah. Because right now, as a newcomer to Daredevil, this is just Batman. This is just Batman. Okay. And it, there's no difference except he doesn't have any money. But if mm. he doesn't have money... No, no. Actually, he does have money because he's got that mansion. That he's got like that apartment that's amazing, and he does all have those a suits. Nice apartment. He has like six suits, and he's got that cool sound <laughs> uh, proof salt. Okay, all right. That coffin. is stupid. That's stupid, right? Come he's on, back, some eleven. Back stuff me up here. That coffin things. is the dumbest thing ever. I'm gonna like like encompass myself in this thing and not hear people need help. Yeah, especially what? that scene when. He's laying down in the coffin. He hears people screaming That's my, yeah. in the distance, and he closes the lid. Imagine that being Superman. Superman, I need help. No, I'm just going to go to bed. Like, <laughs> what, what kind of a hero do I want to root for? Be, he's... he's trying to be a dark and brooding Batman, pretty much. What, what, I, what I was thinking this whole time is I'm like, all right, so you show the scars. You show that he's been beaten up. You show that he's you know, had a long, hard day at work, and he is, he is just, like, dreading going into this coffin thing. That, that's kind of what I liked about this movie. You see that he can't help everybody. They don't execute it as well as in the Batman 2022 that came out this year, right? Mm, yeah. Yep. They, they don't execute it as well as that where in the Batman we see I can't be everywhere at once and he's this symbol. You know, the, the shadows. They're scared of the yeah. shadows because he might be there. But they haven't set that up in this movie. And with Daredevil, he's just giving up. Like you said, Ben, he's just giving yeah. up and he's going into this coffin and he's like, Oh, I can't help. So the only way to ease my conscience is to just not hear them at all. Because there's always going to be this crime in the city. And yeah, it, it just doesn't go anywhere with it. It doesn't show, oh, I'm getting better at this. I'm getting better at uh, fighting all these criminals. Because he doesn't. He doesn't throw this movie. Where Batman stays up every night and yeah. is a nocturnal animal, sleepless nights, fighting crime, doing everything he can, this daredevil takes a sleep in a, in a, mm-hmm. in a, like a bathtub. And also, I'll highlight a scene later with Electra on the roof. He also hears people screaming. Yes! Insane. Oh my god! Uh, what does she say? She's he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with you. And she do, and he doesn't explain himself too. He's like looking off in the distance. Why doesn't he explain himself to her? Why doesn't and then and then it's starting. You know, it's raining out, and he's not saying, oh, "Okay, let's let's go inside. I have to go now." He just leaves her on the roof. And she doesn't go with him. I don't like Electro in this movie. I don't. Can, do you guys agree? Really like it. 
well, I, I think anyone in this movie, but yes, I, yeah, I agree. I saying that. Her, her whack scene with the Evanescence music, like her slicing the, <laughs> the bag. <laughs> Dude, come on. That, that song, it's even better watching that scene now that that song's been memed to death. Oh, man. But like, oh my gosh. It was did so, that, it's did just, that song just come it's out? It's just with... cringy, man. I don't think it did, but I know that, there, I know that Evanescence... Makes two Bring appearances. Bring me to life. 2003. Yeah, probably just came out. I it just came say, out in May. No uh, Jennifer Garner's work in that sandbag scene is pretty impressive. I think yeah, slicing like, those uh, sandbags up. No, it's just, I'm gonna disagree well, with that. I think, you do it then, Micah. Dude, I, no, no, no. no, 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 no. So I think so that that's a stupid argument. The fighting choreography <laughs> in this movie is atrocious. Oh, man. it's horrible. It's, it's so, so bad. it's so. Uh, movement A, movement B. Yep. The whole thing. It's movement A, catch, movement B. That's all it is. Over and over again, and we, it, it really points itself out in the first fighting scene that we get. Uh, I, I think that the kids' fighting scene yes. was better than this. Yep. So Jennifer Garner, uh, Electra versus Ben Affleck, Matt Murdock, when they're in that playground on the freaking playground on the playground, it was very holy crap. It was so bad. <laughs> they they could have tightened it up more. The choreography could have been cool if they tightened it up more, and no, they weren't like boom, I don't boom. I don't boom, think there boom. is any saving. Hold on, hold on. There was, there was. I let believe. Just, I don't let know. me just say this: Matt Murdock is supposed to be blind. No point in this movie. I think this whole movie just happened. Oh, but he's and got then, the walking cane. And, and the then glasses. at the end, <laughs> yeah. they told Ben Affleck, "Oh, dude, we just read this. You, you were supposed to be blind. We're gonna have to CGI your your pupils. So <laughs> Those glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone believe he's blind?" I feel like Foggy doesn't know, but there's scenes where like he sits there and the super sense or super smell he uses it. He knows, like he knows. They use it as a a, yeah. a joke. Yeah. Well, like so does he? And know? those are funny. That's the thing is it's unclear if Foggy even knows. Dude, it's so this weird. movie would not pass nowadays. No, like they well, were they were I, people I were ragging on Morbius that. for them being ableist with the the crutches, or with the canes in uh, Morbius, and with this. Like they're blatantly making fun of blind people, <laughs> when Nelson Nelson's like, oh, he's blind. Everybody, look, he's blind. He can't yeah. see. You know. And then he goes to sit on the chair and he misses the chair. Those are the best parts of the movie, sure. But <laughs> well, dude, he, she so she walks into the cafe, and then Ben Affleck like walks over to her and and he's like, she's like, what are you blind? What do you? Yeah, mean? actually, oh, I oh. am blind. <laughs> and now she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I guess? Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, it's so, dude, it's just so They weird. interact. Hold up. We were talking about the best scene in this movie, the playground yeah, scene. Yeah, hold on. We, we, we got to go back to we that. We skipped over it. We, that scene, guys. I, dude, it's The best so part of this bad. movie sarcastically, though, right? The music. Of course. The music to that scene, I'm watching, I'm like, this is the most cringe-inducing scene ever. But hold on, hold it's on, It's good, hold on. though. Like, it's, it's good because it's cringe. Early but, like, 2000s. That's normal for early 2000s, though. That is so early 2000s action movie. Two spies meet each other. They're fighting, proving themselves. But, that, but, oh, yeah, this girl. What are they it, fighting to accomplish? It could have been proven. They're not in, trying to it, kill. It could have been proven in, like, two moves. Two moves. It goes on it for, goes way on for like, three minutes, dude. Yeah, if it were just two moves, that would have been fine. And it's not. And they're both like, okay, yeah, you're. But uh, then the kids go up to the fence like, oh, look, they're fighting. Fighter! Oh. Get it! And the backflip onto the teeter totter. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it's good in a Batman Robin type of way. That's why it's good because it's so cringe. Watching it is like this is this is great. I my note Can't here says my note here though. says yo that playground scene. That's all it says. Also, I have a note here, and I I legitimately don't remember why I wrote it. 
I said, who is the cross lady? Oh, oh, oh I know, I know. So do you know? The, yeah, yeah, what, I know. I, know I wrote it Explain down it back to me because so, I forgot. I don't know. So <laughs> I know nothing about Daredevil, right? Okay. Going into this movie, I'm like, okay, he's on a church. Okay, cool. There must be some sort of Christian thing. I don't know if he just landed on this church. I don't know why he's at this church. Okay, whatever. And then halfway through this movie, we get a flashback and he's, we're like, okay, he's laying in his bed. All right, what's going to happen now? And this nun pulls up out of nowhere? Yes, okay, I remember And, and the nun is over. On his bed. On his bed, <laughs> leaning over him. Wasn't we don't get nun? any context to the scene. Laying we don't get him. any context. It doesn't come back, does it? It doesn't Either. come back. That's this it. is the only flashback part in that sequence. It's just him in the bed, and the nun leans over him, and there's the cross hanging over him yes. on the necklace. And we're like, okay, where's this going? Cut to the next scene. And what? Go what? What? That, that, okay, I'm glad I wrote that down, because I... Oh, oh my, I, dude! I had no idea. I was like, "What's I going was on?" So, like little boy sleeping in bed. I was like, "Okay." Nun laying on top of him. Was he raised by nuns? Is was this... he? Did he grow up in the church? Did he grow up around the church? Did so he? Was he raised by somebody else? And like they were Christian, and they went. I don't know. I don't just, know. Just so you guys know, we've all grown up in the church, and I we've never heard any kind of religious ritual that encompasses this. I, maybe it's a Catholic it, thing. It's, it's, maybe <laughs> it's a Catholic thing. <laughs> it was lost on me. It's still lost on me. I'm glad you remember it because this note kind of that's one of the kind of confused me. Yeah, that's one of the biggest parts that stood out to me. Oh, another uh, part of the Christian morals part that I loved. Uh, um, Matt Murdock early in the movie when he's a kid. He he swears to his father. He, he does a he says a he says the s h i t word. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! And then his dad's like, "Don't curse." What kind of kind of stuff? You know, he says. I know. Right? They're, they're just little things. I like thought that. that was kind of good. That was I, fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like. I think that. that the best parts of this movie were when he was a kid. They they set it up pretty well. I have I thought, it down. Yeah, I have it down as a note. Whoever the kid actor is, it was a pretty good pretty origin. Good. It was a pretty good origin story. Like I like well. Because this whole movie is kind of a flashback. Yeah. Because it starts off with him in the church. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't continue that until that, Bullseye is This back was the first the movie church. where they do that, right? In our, in our I'm, yeah. Because yes. they'll do that later. I'm wondering if his whole narration is him from a point at the very end like, of this film. Probably. Where he's right? saying, I promise to be a good guy to my dad. Yeah. And then in one of his narrations, he says that. And ultimately, by the end of this movie, he decides to be a good guy. So I'm thinking maybe it it was set up in that way. <laughs> but yeah, like Micah's saying, you can't even really tell he's Catholic in this movie. No. no not and at this all. is something that is I very think heavily he, leaned on. Yeah, like is he going and to be converted yeah, later? Well, or something that makes him such what? a great character because religions are all across like, like there's so many religions in the world, but you gotta think Christianity and Catholicism I think is number one in the world yeah. as far as religious goes. So a lot it's of like people a third of all people. Yeah, a lot of people planet. can relate to this. So having that as core of Daredevil's character, that's a pretty good relatable story beat that you can kind of play with. They don't do that in this movie no. at all. It's something that they do so well, especially in Daredevil season three, man. It's my favorite aspect of the character is his struggle with faith and his whole good guy, uh, bad guy thing is like the scene with Punisher on the rooftop in season two. Oh my god! I'm not going to spoil the aspects of that scene. It's perfection. But it is the most one of the most perfect scenes I've ever seen in anything. Just mm -hmm. the argument and both sides are clearly laid out. But they don't do that in this movie. They don't. They're like, yeah, he's at church in this scene and he's on the cross right here. 
But I don't know if he does anything religious in this entire movie. No, he doesn't even do the confession. Like, and and even when he does have that, like, oh, he's finally at church. He's fin- He finally showed up at the end of the movie. Uh, the father dude's like, yeah, psh, you missed it. Next week, maybe. See you then. Yeah, right. They have a conversation about confession and how he missed it. Yeah, like, like what? What? I don't know. Can I you miss he's... confession? I, I, no, no, he missed church on Sunday. He missed church, and that's why. Uh, but, like, he wasn't gonna... And they fixed that. In the first episode of Daredevil, he goes to confession. Like, every single thing wrong about the Daredevil movie, they fix in the first 30 minutes of the first episode of Daredevil season one. Mm. Well, it's all like you see, dude. you see that um, he waits. He, he's not looking at the people fighting. He's fighting. He's he's looking down. He's got his ear pointed towards them in mm. the Daredevil episode. In the movie, he's facing towards them with his face. But if he were really auditory, he would be listening. He wouldn't be looking. You know, it's it's just the little things that would m- make me believe that this guy's blind. The little things that make the show so great. Like yeah. the show is great. Like they do everything well there. Yeah. They make him a more believable lawyer, they make him a more believable uh, blind person, more believable superhero, more believable vigilante. Uh, Is he a vigilante technically in the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. So you see all these things. All right. I'm just saying from this point on, let's Mm -hmm. not try to talk about the show anymore because... That's all I know. That's (laughs) all we could talk about all day is how... The show is better than this movie. You're right, but this movie, there's there's a lot of stuff we can yeah. we can tackle. All right, that's and why I stopped at the yeah. first half hour of the show. <laughs> yes. I was like, all right, I've seen what I need to see. I'm all good. Perfect. This is what I, this is what Daredevil could be. Then all right, let's tackle Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Yeah, what do you guys think? Believable? No. Good? No. Believable as what? I a blind person? I think. He's, yeah. I no. think he's trash. As a good guy? Okay. <laughs> no. His 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 deadpan stare. Annoyed the crap out of me, dude. His flirting with Electro annoyed the crap out of me. His acting skills, even like this. So, this is coming from someone who loves Ben Affleck's Batman, and this kind of feels like a like an audition to it. Like, hey, if, maybe if I do good here, because Batman Begins, the Nolan trilogy hadn't come out yet. But like, this is coming from someone who loves him as Batman. Hated this Daredevil. Mm. It had to do with the story. Had to do with him as an actor. It all just did not mesh well. Also. The film is just ugly, which doesn't translate really well to portraying any of them as, like, attractive, believable characters. I don't know. It just... It's filmed very contemporarily. Yeah. Early 2000s had a lot of uh, crooked angles, a lot of... And they have um, a lot of Dutch angles in this movie, A lot of too. Dutch angles, yeah, that's what they're called. They're so weird, too. And a lot of just ugly colors, and... It was it's, ugly. It's very contemporary at the time. If you look at movies around this time, we'll see it in Spider-Man 2, even. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 has a lot of ugly color. Oh, no, actually, never mind, never mind. Spider-Man 2 is good. Uh, the X-Men movies. We'll see that in the X-Men movies. Mm. Raimi's a really good photo- uh, videographer, so he's he's good at that. But um, with with uh, these early 2000 movies, up to, like, 2010, we'll see just ugly visuals. Incredible Hulk. That one is ugly. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Great looking. Um, yeah, it, Hulk. 2003, and even the X-Men movies are not that great. The X-Men movies look terrible. I will say this. The harsh reality of this watch-through we're going through. Transformers. Just hit me. Because so far, since Howard the Duck, every movie we've watched... This is the first dip. ...has been overall really really good and enjoyable. But that's at the end of the podcast. We still have to talk about... Right, exactly. So, (laughs) Ethan, what do you think about Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock? Yeah. Because I have some good thoughts to say about Matt Murdock, actually. I actually did, too. I, but I want to hear I want to hear what you thought was good about Ben Affleck's portrayal. What I thought was good. Portrayal. 
I I enjoyed his scenes with Foggy. I liked their their banter. I thought they were pretty fun. And I enjoyed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, grasp the I'm straws trying here. to find something I enjoyed. Uh, Here's something. His him being a lawyer are is good at times, and he also has a really really nice line there. I wrote it down. I hope justice is found here today before justice finds you. I think that line is pretty epic. I, uh, really I thought that his that lawyer line. scenes weren't bad. No, I, I liked his lawyer scenes. I liked when he worked with uh, Foggy. Yeah. Do we call him Foggy or do we call him Nelson? Or It's Foggy. Foggy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. John Favreau's Foggy. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Uh, in the first episode of Daredevil, they say Foggy a bunch of times. They say Nelson a bunch of times. You know who these characters are by the end of the episode. So yeah. it's – and within this hour and 45, you don't really – you're like, okay, his name is Matt. Matthew, Matthew. Well, Foggy, is, Foggy <laughs> isn't given much to do other than kind of be and everything more comic was relief. Is awesome, I love everything with with Foggy. It's awesome. Yeah, but he's not given much mm -hmm. in this movie to do other than be the comic relief. Yeah. I feel like you know. So yeah, I really liked Matt Murdock when he was in the courtroom. Um, I really liked seeing how. Okay, it's not not He's not the greatest lawyer. It's not A tier, but he does do some things that are Yeah. Good. All right, I agree. He does um and then um we see Foggy trying to do the same thing that that Matt does and it's just nothing compared to it. Right. So, you see that Matt does his research in his lawyer thing. Um another thing I do like is I do like the relationship between Matt and Electra. Mm. I think that there are some points where the dialogue, while not perfect, does its job, and at some point, I, I felt some some heartstrings being tugged. Like really? there were, I I felt that tragedy of Matt can't be with Electra because Electra thinks that Daredevil killed Electra's dad, and I I felt that I was like, oh man, we're gonna see this, we're gonna see, oh man, we're gonna see this uh, this betrayal and. Electra's gonna kill Matt on accident, or and we see that and it's not as good. But but that buildup I thought was fantastic between mm. uh, Electra's dad dying and the fight scene with Electra and um, Daredevil. I thought that tension between them was awesome. Uh, I thought that the first encounter wasn't bad. I thought it was charming. I thought that uh, Matt hey. approaching approaching Electra oh, and, and pulling his little jokes. <laughs> I thought that was funny, and then it completely dipped and fell through the basement once they went to the playground. But um, I thought that it was a cute relationship. They, you know, Matt would see him would see Electra sometimes and would say, "I thought I smelled you" or something stupid like that. But <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought it was cute in a way. I'm glad you felt something on their relationship because. I did not. I wouldn't watch it again to, to prove myself, I but <laughs> I did not. I did not. From I what I remember, it was cringy. I, it reminded me of some scenes from Spider Man. Their dialogue was just off. I didn't. I just really don't like Jennifer Garner either at all. Jennifer like, Garner, no. I don't. I don't. I, don't, really like I think that Matt held up her held up his side of the relationship more than like when they're on the rooftop before the screaming starts happening. I thought that was cool. I thought that was like. I'm gonna wait, wait, wait here. I can, you know, the rain. It's about to rain. I just want to see you. Mm. I thought that was powerful. I was like, oh man. That's, all right, you know what? That's cool. That's the only way Matt can see the person that he loves. I like. Okay, all right. You know what? You've convinced me. That scene is pretty good. And when they're dancing yeah. in the in the ballroom. Yeah. And um, she's like, I wore this just for you, so you can see it. 
So, so I can look good for you or something like that. I know, but like he can't see. So I know, I know, but yeah, I've, it's the thought that counts. That's the best she can do for him. And, and I thought that was, it was a cute gesture. And, and when they're, when they're dancing and you can feel the relationship and, um, don't they, don't Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner actually go get, for each other? And they this? get married. Yeah. They get married. Yeah. Ben so, Affleck's been married like three times. Right? Yeah. He's been married quite sure. a few times. Yeah. So that love I felt was genuine in points. I can feel that. I, I and and when um, when Electra's dad, Mister Nachios, I forgot his Nachios, first name. Yep. Nachios, Nicholas Nachios, uh, was dragged away. I don't remember. All right, so when he's dragged away and he's like, "We gotta go, we gotta go, stay there," and then Electra's like, "No, no, I'm going with you. I'm going with you." I felt that. I felt like, oh man, this is like, what's Mac gonna do? He knows that he can beat them up, but I don't know. So I liked it. I'm. I really, I'm glad to hear that uh, something's hit you in this film because even with you saying that stuff, the I things feel, around it don't work. But I felt that like, the things in it did. work. I do see glimpses of glimpses, good, yeah. of good Daredevil content sneaking through in this mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I'm trying like, to try to little really, tidbits of it. There are lots of things film. I hate about this movie, and I think that they're uh, they overshadow the the parts that are good. There are good parts of this movie that doesn't like. Completely trash it. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching this movie. Maybe in the in the last in the, the last act right before the bullseye fight in the church was kind of lame. But the, the fight with Elektra and Bullseye that was lame. Uh, <laughs> that was the I, stupidest I thing think in the world. Honestly, every fight in this movie is pretty. Every lame. fight was so bad. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I just oh, except for the um, the the Fisk fight. I did. I thought the fist fight was. Okay. I do think that the fist fight. If we're comparing fight scenes, I think that one is a, a pretty decent. I mm-hmm. think like sixty percent of that is pretty good. Why is it was the last fight scene and the first fight scene that are always good? Like the the kid fight the kids when he's beating up all the bullies in the alley. I thought that was all right. <laughs> I think there are a lot of stupid elements to the bar fight, but I think mm-hmm. there are snippets in that fight Ooh, that the, are are pretty good. The choreography in that bar fight. I, did I write it down? The choreography in that bar fight is so bad. I watched this movie in 5.1 surround sound, and they used it in points with audio things. There were a lot of audio things. How'd you guys watch this with audio setup? This movie is very like audio. TV audio. TV, like just the speakers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same so here. with surround sound, what they do is they surround you with the punches. So okay. it feels like you're so, – so I thought that that was the only reason why I was like, okay, some things with the blindness are believable. But when I'm looking at it, it's not. Um, there are a lot of things where uh, you, you'll hear a punch on this side and you'll hear a punch on that side and, and you're like, oh, okay, he heard that. He heard that was coming. And that's why it's more believable in spots. But it's the bar fight. That was the only spot that I noticed it. And then after that, they don't use anything left and right channel for the yeah. rest of the movie. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe it was a good 3D experience. Like they gave up. Even they gave 3D. up on making it cool. Audio. I, that's what I feel like. Like you have to. This is not a hard character to get right. I feel like there's a lot going on with them that you can take him in certain directions and things. But I'm, they just don't. This movie proves that it's definitely not easy to get this character right. Is it? Isn't it though? I feel like it's not hard to get. I like. There's a lot going on. I feel like if you take out Bullseye, which you know what. Do you want to jump into Bullseye Let's real quick? Let's jump into Bullseye, because holy catfish. Colin Farrell, holy the man, catfish. plays the Penguin that, in The Batman <laughs> this is 2022. The, this is the worst, worst character, freaking worst part of this movie, in my opinion. 
Holy crap. So cringe. Walking through the air. Like, he doesn't have a line of dialogue until he gets, like, to the main part where he's talking with Daredevil and Elektra or whatever. Introduction but, scene. What did you guys think of him? He walks through the airport. Like, he's like... Everybody. He's got that uh, paper clip in his Holy mouth. crap. And then he kills that guy by throwing those paper <laughs> clips at him in his neck. And then he gets on the airplane. And then he's annoyed that this woman is talking to him. So he flicks a nut off the... Off the uh, end of the seat, and the <laughs> so Eric, I'll it. say this: You're saying he's the worst part of this movie. I think just like how terrible it is, and how Colin Farrell plays him, I think is just so hilariously bad. I think he's the only character is... in this movie that is 100 awful. I don't. I didn't see a single thing that was redeeming about him. Dude. There were I, like I'm trying to think of a cool shot of because he was definitely put in the movie to be cool. To be the cool character that the dads go to the movie oh, and they're cool like, shot. oh, this dude's cool. Him on the, the freaking, standing on the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Whatever. note. What is Bullseye? That is it. He is so bad. There's a scene where he clutches. You actually came in and finished the movie with me the last like 15 minutes. And the scene where he catches the glass, the glass as, in it the fall, as it falls. Holy crap. Oh, and then he throws it Holy and it doesn't hit a crap. single... Dude. He doesn't hit a single one on Daredevil. The inconsistency of Bullseye in this movie. I never missed. I never missed. I missed. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come on. I never come missed. Come on. He, he, he is miss. a hilarious character. He's hilarious. He's but hilarious. He's like, this movie that's trying to be serious and a dark, grim story for Ben Affleck's Daredevil. And then you have the most cringe villain ever mixed with another really cringe villain in Michael Clark Duncan's Kingpin like these two don't even like really interact but like I don't know it, it just what don't you like about oh, Michael oh hold on hold on hold on hold on let's go back to Bullseye first because I want to talk about his introduction okay uh, his introduction I thought that because I, I didn't know it was Colin Farrell I didn't know because the only time I've really seen Colin Farrell in his prosthetics were okay like is recognizable because of his hair and kind of his uh, facial hair. And when he has the goatee, he doesn't look like Colin Farrell, I felt. So when he when he was first introduced, I thought Bullseye was going to be this this Mexican dude, this sharpshooter Mexican guy. And when he starts talking, I'm like, whoa, he's Irish. He's freaking Irish. <laughs> he's, I, he's Irish. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll walk with it. Yeah. Um, and he's just like not – Cool. <laughs> he's he's not cool. Bad, he's got the trench coat, man. Did and anyone count too, how many he, times he waved his trench coat in the air? Uh, oh, I, I didn't count. At least 16. At least over time. He is one of the last of the late 90s long trench coat, leather trench coat wearing villains. Yep. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We'll see it again in Spider-Man 2. Doc Ock wears a trench coat as well. Right, but, but he wears a Come cool. on, man. He rocks Doc it. Doc Ock rocks he, it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, just looking at this movie, like, this, what we watched is the director's cut. Yep. They went back, and they were able to fix anything that they didn't want still in the movie. And they kept. <laughs> and, um... That is the thing, man. Uh, it's just really confusing, because he is no... I don't know how a lot of these scenes you look at and go... That's that's a good scene. And I will say this. I listened to part of the, the audio commentary for the movie where the director and the producer were Have you seen there. this before? Oh, really? Have you seen this? No, I listened to it this week. This uh, my have first you seen time. Daredevil before? This this is my first time This is your first time watching movie. Daredevil. Yes. Okay. Same here. And they, like, they thought it was – they were really proud of a lot of this stuff. 
Which, well, you have to be. I don't know. <laughs> probably problems. lying through the... You can't say, like, ooh, that was bad. I I'm wish trying, you could redo that. Like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to look at this movie from the perspective that it was 2003. But it's hard because we've watched all the other Marvel movies before yeah. this. And they they are actually It's hard not good. to compare. It's hard not to compare. And especially when you think what what comes out three years after this or what year is this Two years movie? after this. This is 2003, yeah? Yeah. So two years after this movie... You, Micah, I already told Ben about this. What did we get two years after this movie? Uh, Superhero-wise, not MCU. Two years after this movie? 2005. 2005, we, get... we got Elektra. All right, no, hold on. <laughs> wrong, wrong way. Wrong oh, way. no! Wrong way, wrong way. <laughs> oh. We get Batman Begins. We get Fantastic Four. 2005, Batman Begins hits theaters. We get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm saying, this movie just hit me like a rock. Like, oh, no. This Marvel Watch group isn't going to be as fun as I, I thought it was going Not, to be. Listen, guys, we got to get through the slodge because once we get through the MCU movies, then it's going to be really enjoyable and we can talk. I'm just glad that we all feel pretty much united that this movie is mad. So why the scar on uh, Bullseye's head? Why? <laughs> and he rubs it like it's why? a good luck charm. Yeah, he, he outlines that. it with his pinky and he's... He's like he's Irish. I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that, that he kept reminding us what his name was because yeah. you know I would have forgot like how many the bullseye. Does, on how many set? times does bullseye said in this movie? Too many. Ah, so they, bull, bullseye. They really bullseye. put the nail on the head. <laughs> now literally, they really bullseye. Hit, the, you know, they really hit the paper clip yeah, in the throat. Oh my gosh, dude! Like <laughs> really got a bullseye. Well, hold on. So I mentioned Michael Clark Duncan, and you kind of got defensive. For his kingpin, I, I liked it. I do not. I like it, my Ben. Holy catfish! What his kingpin is no. the best part of this movie. I think. a oh, uh, little, little bit of trivia for Whoa. this one. Do you guys know how tall he is? Six foot four. Uh, Michael Clark. Michael Duncan? Clark. Duncan. Oh, you didn't even height. have it ready. Height. He's <laughs> six five. Okay. And you know how tall Ben Affleck is? Six three. Oh, Ben Affleck six really? three. Yeah, he's like six three. Who's no, no, the short um, guy? Uh, Chris, Christian Bale's like 5'10". Christian Bale is short. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Um, I mean, 5'10's not short. Hey, but. we're not hating on short people here, guys. Come on. 5'10's not short. Hey, listen, I'm not hating on short But it, it made it seem... They, they had to make a lot of effort to um, make Michael Clark Duncan, Duncan a good four feet taller than him. Because you saw you saw so, some of that fight scene. Hold but on. they hit it. They hit it pretty well, I thought. Why Why do you like Michael Clark Duncan? I, I really want to know this. His performance, I really enjoy. Every scene he's in, I like, I'm like, all right, he's a he's pretty decent kingpin. I really liked it. Yeah, I agree with him. I thought that he was intimidating. I thought that he was uh, powerful. He he when he choked his his uh, guards, his henchmen, yeah. and he killed both of them like they were nothing. I thought that was very. You know, tone setting. And I do think the final fight is the best fight in this movie. Mm. The only and thing I, I don't like about the final fight is that his room is filled with water. Yeah, why, what kind of room is that? The only thing that helps Daredevil <laughs> fight better is water, and he's got the and whole room. And logically, it doesn't even make sense. What are those glass But until for? until the walls break, I thought it was an amazing fight. Yeah, yeah. And really, it doesn't break until the end of it, so it was passable for me. What don't you like about him, Ben? I, okay, so maybe it's just... Ben's racist, that's it. Maybe... Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Wilson wait, Fisk wait, wait. should be white. <laughs> no, okay, so maybe... white men could be so maybe saying Ben? <laughs> so maybe it's just me comparing him to the excellent Vincent D'Onofrio. 
or Dude, the one from was... Spider Verse, or the one from Spider Man the video game. They're all fantastic. All of those. This is definitely the worst. This is definitely the worst. Wilson Dude. Fisk first. He's, sure. he's, so he's not intimidating. I don't think at all. He's like Disagree. cringy. Like. His facial expressions also like are so like off the road. I liked his. That's Michael Clark Douglas. This is how he is. Listen, this is who he is. I watched. Listen, the Green Mile with Michael. Dude, that movie is oh, I love beautiful. That movie. But this, he's playing a cringy, rich guy. He's not intimidating at all. Not in the way that Vincent D'Onofrio. Maybe that's. I guess that's what it is. Maybe I'm just comparing him to that. But like, he did not. He was not intimidating at all. I did not find him to be a threat at all. Like, yeah, you can kill your own guys, but yeah, that's just the most basic thing you can do as a villain. To I don't prove know. Prove that you're a bad guy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's like the, the that's like. No, yeah. All right, kill one of your guys. Okay, now I know who not to root for. I don't think he's spectacular. I do, I think he's, he's definitely, definitely the worst of the Wilson Fisks that we've seen. I think he's definitely one of the highlights of this film. Though. He's not like he's not awful. I, I like his, did his suave. Job. Manner to him with his big cigar smoking and his cane. Dude, that's the go off. I believe his strength. I believed his strength. And when he threw, I forgot who it was. I think he threw Daredevil yeah, into, the into the ceiling. He threw him into the ceiling. I was like, whoa. Yeah. This dude. And he actually put on weight for this movie. Like he's, he really? Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan is already big. But he put he on big he put movie, on man. muscle for Respect this Respect to that guy. Yeah, he worked out half an hour every day for like a year or something. I forgot what it was. It so was a long the, time. Like I like he Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, like I love that guy. But I don't know. In this movie, he just did not do it for me personally. Though mm. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. He wasn't for me. I guess I liked him at the at the the ball scene when he's uh he gives him a chance. He's like, wait, wait, wait. You're the blind lawyer, right? <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. He knew who he was. He, <laughs> the two dude. blind lawyers. No, no, no. He's the blind lawyer. Bad Murdoch <laughs> in this movie. I think, of course, Ben Yurick figures out that he's Daredevil. Of course. Because he is the dumbest uh, person at keeping his identity. He is not doing it. But when he goes, he goes, no, we only uh, defend innocent people. I like that line. I dude, thought that was I've, funny. I've seen that guy before. Who plays Ben Yurick in this movie? I've se- I know I've seen that guy before he in something else. He was in else. Memento. He was Cypher in the Matrix. Matrix, that's what it is. Also, wait, Matrix reference in the playground scene. Ben Affleck sitting there. He's got his. He's got his. And then he and then he does the hand wave forward. Total Matrix reference. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I mean, I didn't like that they totally ripped it off of that, but I was like, oh, a movie that's better than this yeah. one. I like that. Yeah, and I will say what this movie does, um, bad is they tell you things instead of showing you mm. things. Like, they tell you, mm. Kingpin is powerful. They tell you he's blind, but he definitely yeah, is not they blind. Tell you One blind. look at Michael Clark Duncan, and yeah, I know Kingpin's powerful. You're That's like, why oh, yeah. you get Michael Clark Duncan to That's play right. Kingpin. Yeah. You don't need like, to tell me that. They tell you that, but they don't, like, show you it. Like, the best part about the... I know I said I wouldn't bring up the show anymore, but the best part about the show is it's a mystery. You learn who the Kingpin is. You're, you realize the police is corrupt. And the, yeah. the government is corrupt. And you're like, who's on top of this? Who they is kind of have that Kingpin? a little bit. They're like, uh, for at least Matt Murdock's side, he doesn't know who Kingpin is until the end. So we get to see both sides. Hmm. And I think that's okay. Because we've seen movies like that before where it's mysteries. And we know uh, we have that audience superiority where we know the ending. We know the answer of the like riddle. last yep. week, for but example. But we're watching Green, how they Green figure Goblin. it out. Green yeah, Goblin. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's just like just like Green Goblin. We know who the Green Goblin is. We know who Spider-Man is, but they don't know who each other are. Hmm. And I think that's all I think that's a, a viable 
um, thing with this movie. So, I will say this though, Evanescence music kind of hits hard. Not gonna <laughs> lie. I will say though, Evanescence music does not hit hard. You are totally wrong. Wait, what, what, so what bad. There are two, three suit up scenes in this movie slash training scenes. All of them wasted time. Complete wasted time. I agree. No, they I could agree. have shown us beating up people. They could have shown us. Actually, really real crimes that Daredevil is fighting. We could have seen that. We could have seen uh, more of it, more uh, of Elektra's motives. We could have seen more. And since so she's slicing up bags in her room, I think that's lame. I think I do think the scene is lame. Yeah, but I think the soundtrack of this movie is pretty good by itself. The soundtrack, even the score, they're all pretty good. I, all right, I will say itself. that. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. So it fits. It fits the movie, kind of. Like it's. Kind of. It fits that early 2000s. It makes it vibe. edgy. It makes it edgy, and if that's what they were going for, then okay. I think it but is. It, if we were seeing a younger Daredevil, I think it would work better. Hmm. A more grunge, more um, uh, year two. Okay. If it were Robert Pattinson, the Batman, I can see that music because we get we get something in the way. Yeah, <laughs> that works. That works. That cringe, uh, you know edgy music works for the Batman because he's a younger Batman. But this is an established attorney. True. Or a lawyer. Is he attorney? Yeah. I don't know how yeah. law works. Yeah. Attorney. He's an attorney at law. Attorney at law. Yeah. We see that it works. It, I mean, I mean, we see that he does work. He, he's a mature adult. But we get this teen music. I don't know. I, don't know. I like the soundtrack. I thought it was, think, I thought it was pretty good. Break the tie here. I could give her... Give her leave, or take her leave it. You know, I uh, I prefer this over uh, uh, a nonsense score that has no um, meaning, nothing. Like I prefer this over the Blade Two soundtrack, Blade One agreed. soundtrack, because there's nothing to it. But compared it's to compared music, to right. uh, Spider Man soundtrack, uh, I take whoa, I take I take a Spider Man soundtrack. Danny Elfman any takes day. the cake. Oh yeah, for absolutely. sure, absolutely. I think he only is passed up in this whole Marvel watch through. By Alan Silvestri, who scores the Avengers movies and Captain America movies. You don't think that the uh, soundtrack for Howard the Duck is... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's underrated, but no, do I not think it is that good. Howard the Duck. <laughs> I think, okay, so my last note here is, there is a, at the end of the movie, they're back in that cafe, and Elektra's dead and everything like that, and a woman walks in, and you're meant to think, oh, is it Elektra? But no, it's it's just it's it's not. It's just a less prettier version of Jennifer Garner. And who I was actually help, the stunt double for Jennifer Garner? I, I can't help <laughs> but you know that? think it was that. Like <laughs> during this casting process, they're like, "Hey, you kind of look like Jennifer Garner, but you're just a little bit less pretty. Can you come no, and no, play they're, they're like a this. less pretty like version of Jennifer Garner, please?" They're probably like this. Oh shoot, we need someone who looks like Jennifer Garner. Exactly. Um, um, let's just get our stunt double in here because it actually is her stunt double, bro. I was like. Oh my gosh, this is got like as as like stunt double has never been taken more to a serious degree than in this movie. And that that's my last note. Do we before I've we got go some to notes. before we go to favorite scene, favorite I, character, least favorite character? Yeah. Yeah, say we've what you got, say what else. on it, but yeah. just the whole use of his powers I I don't like. Trash. And I don't yeah. like how much we get to see of his echolocation. Mm. I think we see too much of it and it is way too It's too, more showy, not telly. Yeah, oh, no, it's more telly, not show. What I forgot. <laughs> Which one is better? I forget. It's, but it's I showing. Showy. It's showing us his echolocation, but it's too telling. You know, I feel like they should show us in a different way. And yeah. it makes him f seem weak because he has to 
he needs the rain. He has to bang on uh, poles to see where stuff is. Mm-hmm. No, that's not that's not the character. The character can sense his surroundings. He's got a radar sense. You know, every every comic book he's in, you have that radar beam mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. him. He's sensing the things. I don't okay. like this depiction yep. of the radar sense Agreed. and just the lack of other senses is is trash. And you don't get to see any of the other senses. Really, you he doesn't taste the air sense that it's raining. He could have mm-hmm. done that. Maybe I, he oh, did. No, no, that's totally what that's what's assumed. I, I assumed that he was either smelling or tasting the air and that's why it was going to rain. That's why he predicted that it was going to rain. Um, yeah. I've got a couple notes here. Yeah. Um, this is our first Marvel movie with nudity in it. Uh, female nudity. Just want to point that out. Is there out. nudity in this movie? Yeah. Wait, I don't remember yeah, this. the bar scene. She uh, lifts her shirt. Oh, also the, the running joke where Kevin, uh, uh, John Favreau is always touching statues breasts. Oh, yeah. I thought that's hilarious. That was hilarious. Like when he's in the when he's in that house, the uh, the crime scene apartment and <laughs> on his way out he gives the mannequin a little yes. a little grease. You don't no, it, I don't think you see it, it's right? It's partial. You don't see anything. It's it's um that's why it's rated R. It's one of the Is it rated R? Wait yeah. a minute. Hold on. I've got the DVD copy this right movie here. It is rated R. The, the regular version is PG-13, yeah. but oh, director's this one's rated R. R. Holy and it's in the, the parents' guide on IMDb that Dude, there go, is nudity. I gotta go repent. Forgive me, yeah, Father. Gotta, right. Forgive me, Father. Go on over to sinned. confessional. Over I gotta, at, uh, <laughs> put in $10 or something. <laughs> Uh, I, I like the, oh, I, I like the, how, how real the relationship between, want to call him happy, his name isn't happy, Foggy, Foggy, <laughs> yep. Foggy and similar. Matt Very Murdock similar. are, yep. uh, I like the, the cafe scenes were amazing, how he puts mustard in, he's like, hey, can you pass me the honey, whoa, whoa, whoa. he passes him the honey at first, amazing and then he, and then strong, he disses him, he disses him, word. and then, and then he passes him the mustard instead, I thought that was hilarious, and then, um, uh, they make a, a fight, Club reference. Yeah, I'm in the Fight Club. That's why I've got all these scars. I can't tell you. Don't, don't I broke about fight the, club. Just right. broke the first rule of Fight Club. So, thanks, <laughs> thanks, uh, Foggy. Um, like we've compared this movie to Batman a good amount, but we didn't talk about the biggest uh, mirrored image is the fact that the bad guy kills both their parents. True. Literally, the same ending of Tim Burton's Batman is the same ending of this. Mm. Oh no, the bad guy. This whole film killed my father. Oh. Oh man, Crazy. <laughs> it's 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 kind of more of a straight up ripoff. I think the comics do it a lot better, but and this thing annoyed the heck out of me is when King or when uh, uh, Bullseye looks at Kingpin and he goes, "What does he say?" He says, "I want an effing costume." I'm like, and okay. We never see that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> at least as bad as this movie's been, at least I'm gonna get to see a classic. Um, Comic accurate bullseye costume, but no, they they do just, nothing with that. They probably just couldn't get it. They probably couldn't figure it out. And I don't know. We haven't costume. talked about this yet. Well, what do you guys think of Affleck's costume? What do you guys um, think of his suit? It's if it was filmed in a different way, in a different lighting, I think maybe it, there's some good stuff there. Like when you look at the still images, it it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's not. It bad. It doesn't look bad. I don't I think, think it's that bad. The material they made it out of, it's too shiny. The leather, pen. yeah, it's too it's shiny. Weird. It is the weird. mobility I agree. that would not give you mobility. I think it should have been a, a like a kind of a cl- more cloth. I agree. Yep. More flexible. Um, and I will say yeah. this: like it's 
visually wise, it's pretty comic book accurate. Not the best. The mask definitely is, but the leather mm. jacket isn't. But one of the coolest things I think in this movie is something about the comics is Daredevil's billy clubs actually uh, are part of his cane. Mm. So the fact that True. they did that in this movie, I thought was pretty. I neat. think his cane was too stylized. They gave him away. Yeah, it like did. he shouldn't have had the same cane. Because that's how that's how what's his name Ben Urich Ben Urich finds, finds him. Yeah, right. It's because of that cane, and I mean you got to move the plot along, but still I think it's a uh, too MacGuffin-y. Um, yeah. Are there any other notes? A couple more notes. Yeah. Among Us count. There was one Among Us in there this movie. There wasn't Among Us. Yes. It was written though. It was written. Yes. In the middle I of the screen. That. And Ben Urich's um, little uh, little. <laughs> what does that bring expose? us to in the watch through? Have you been tracking? Three. Three. I think it is. Three. I haven't I been counting right. total. I've just been counting. We got to start a count. One of our that. listeners. We got a <laughs> Parker or uh, or someone. Yeah, please. We also have a Stanley cameo in this film. Oh yes, yes, we do. yes. Stanley does make an appearance. This is in Stanley this film. cameo number three. Number three. X Men, Spider Man, and now Daredevil. Yes. He does not make an appearance in the Blade films, nor does he make an appearance in Howard, Howard the Duck. Duck. Mm. So this is number three, actually. I've got a a couple more. I've got some discussion questions. If you guys want to move over to those, absolutely. They're Throw for them our future. So, like, or do you want to do this after the scores? I've got, I've got questions for like future, um, oh, future stuff. Future stuff. Yeah. So we'll wait for that. For, but it's about this movie though. Wait, wait, wait. So like about Electra, about Ben Affleck, about multiverse stuff. About oh yeah, yeah, save those. Okay. Save those. We'll, okay. We'll, so favorite scene. That's favorite we'll scene. Do. Favorite scene. Do you guys have one? Because I have a favorite scene. I'll shoot it out there. Favorite scene is the playground scene, without a doubt. <laughs> I because it's so cringe, because it's literally the worst thing in You're the world. You're lying. No way. Oh, it totally is. There's not a lot redeeming about this hey, movie. April Fools at the beginning of the month, okay? I, I absolutely. It's my favorite scene because it's horrible. I think that's a valid favorite scene. It's my favorite it, scene because it it's is really, so bad. Really hilarious. I was it was the most emotion I felt watching this movie. I will not other than your hatred. <laughs> I'm not respecting that opinion. Like, Micah, most people say respect, but... Micah, you I liked Howard the Duck, all right? Yeah, but this movie isn't the one... This movie shouldn't have that. Was, That's my favorite scene, because oh it's so bad. God. It's so... Okay, Micah. <laughs> what is your favorite scene of this movie? I'm torn, I'm torn. Uh, I really liked the... All right, well... Yeah, I, I enjoyed the scene between Foggy and Matt uh, in the cafe. The first one, not the second one. The second one was okay, but not as good as the first one. First one was like the really pretty version of Jennifer. Carter. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how they're both. The, I, I like That's how how they both have the same taste in women, but uh, Matt can't see them. So Ben's uh, so Foggy's like describing people. He's like so he describes Jennifer Gardner, uh, ugly, you know, I, super gross. You don't want to like, like fungus. Or yeah, she's got some fungus hanging out yeah. of her face or something, and you don't want to <laughs> even try with her. So uh, just leave it up to me and. <laughs> Matt's like, all right, all right, I get it, I get it. So he goes over and approaches her. So I thought that was, you can feel that chemistry between them. I, I really enjoyed that. And then also Kingpin fan at the end until the waterworks. One scene out of those two, which one's your favorite? Cafe scene. Cafe scene. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. Ethan. I will, uh, I'll take the Kingpin scene at the end. Okay. Kingpin I think scene. the choreography is pretty decent and... Definitely, I, it was a, a step up from the rest of the movie. For yeah, the and I liked how powerful they made Kingpin and how Matt Murdock was just getting beat up, and Kingpin had he had him dead to rights. He's like, I would have liked to have fight you at in your full potential, because mm -hmm. you know he gets stabbed early. We forget he he got stabbed. Oh, in the I'll shoulder talk about earlier. that. Just give me a sec. <laughs> 
Well, at least favorite scenes coming up, right? But oh, yeah. um, <laughs> also, two shots I really liked was the opening shot, him hanging on the cross. Very good. It really set me up for failure because I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be great. It, it, same here. And yeah. then you have him swinging down into the church, which I'm like, oh, no way. If they get some Billy Club swinging action in this film, I'm going to love it. Which uh, we don't. But um, also the shot when he's l- lurking over, you get that Batman-esque silhouette, and he's looking at the guy in the alleyway. I thought that was good. Favorite character in this movie. We're going to talk about the things we like, and then we're going to talk about our least favorite things. But favorite character, Micah, do you have Foggy, a favorite Foggy, hands character? down. Foggy. I will love the chemistry I agree. I agree with that. Foggy is also my favorite character. I got it. I can't be original. We didn't talk about him when he's in the office with the secretary, but I thought that those scenes were all right. Karen too. Page. Karen Page Karen is Page. in this movie. Not very much, but she is. Two scenes. Yep. Uh-oh. One of Daredevil the, fell. He did the fall. most <laughs> important characters to Daredevil, to Matt Murdock, and his whole story. Hey, she, spoilers. She has two scenes in this film. She's like a nothing character. Well, she they they not, wanted a sequel. They wanted a sequel. They to, did, and you totally get but that. But you know why they didn't? This. You know why they didn't? It's because Ben Affleck didn't like the costume. He didn't like anything. He about hated him. being in the costume. He, he thought it was humiliating. Because I get, I get you. I feel you, Ben. Ethan, do you have a favorite character? All right, to be different than Foggy, because Foggy is uh, every scene he's in. I think is. Hey, great. let's just let's just go Foggy across the board. What do you say? Foggy across the board. Foggy across the board. That's the best part about this whole movie. He is. I agree. You get that MCU taste. Whatever John Favreau touches, man. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. So John Favreau. He didn't produce this, right? So this is like. Right. He he had no directing part of the movie he he had. Exactly. John Favreau and Kevin Feige, they took what they've learned from this film and they go on to do amazing things. Yes, they do. So I give Daredevil the credit for that because Kevin Feige obviously learned something from doing this and really hasn't made a big mistake since. You know what's cool? This is one of Agreed. This is one of John Favreau's first things. Well, he did Elf, right? This is He a, did Elf. He was, was filming the same year. It came oh, out really? It came out uh 2003. Oh, wow. wow. So, he was in, you know, he was in Elf. He directed Elf, he wrote Elf. Just um, a beautiful man. But other than that, he really wasn't in he was he was indie in the nineties. Yeah, he was very okay. indie in the nineties, and then he he made like swingers. Um, yeah, that was pretty popular. He uh, yeah. Besides that, he wasn't in much. Uh, so this is like his first mainstream role, I'd say. Big time, yeah, yeah, definitely. Not not really big time because it didn't. Because wow. if we it's look at our if we look at our gross, our box office was a hundred million, which is big for that time. But all, all across the board, like. 100 million, that's it? Yeah, 100 million. That must have been pretty disappointing coming off the 800 million that Spider Man made <laughs> last year. 800? I thought it was 400 million. Uh, no, worldwide gross for Spider Man was 800 million. Well, I got to put that in the dock. Um, Ethan, do you have a least favorite character in this movie? Ah, uh, least favorite. List real quick. I know there's quite oh, a, wait, a, quite a bit of them. down, I know who Quite a is. bit of them. Probably Elektra. I I don't like anything she touches yep. in this film, and everything in, is just so rushed. Their relationship, so Agreed. rushed. Her having these abilities is so rushed, and just they didn't really give her any depth or do anything with her. To defend though, uh, I thought that while it was rushed, there were sprinkles of good in there. But I think that's solely due to the fact that 
Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner were into each other at the time. So, I mean, it was just okay. It was authentic because it was authentic. That's about it. It's 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 Amazing Spider-Man too. Amazing. It's the Amazing Spider-Man thing. Like the movies are kind of trash, uh, but their relationship and chemistry works very. It's well. It's why Tom Holland and Zendaya are so good too, because they're in love with each other. Are they? Yeah, they're dating. They're like. Did I not know this? They're like Hollywood sweethearts right now. Maybe this. I did know this. Maybe I. I you like the you biggest relationship. In I, I think I did. I think I did know this. Yeah, my bad. My bad, guys. Sorry for not staying updated in celebrity <laughs> oh, relationships. Geez. I can't believe you're not. <laughs> yeah, you know, on every whatever. Micah, you said you had your least favorite character. Who yeah, um, gotta go with. Ah uh, oh, man, now I don't know. Bullseye is Electra, man. Uh, Bullseye elevates this movie. I think Bullseye is. <laughs> he is hilarious. I think That's... I'm gonna go with Electra just because Bullseye had things in this movie that made that in they were part of the plot more. Um, but Electra, I feel that what she did incorporate into the plot was just bad. Yeah. Except for the romance between. But I already talked about that. Yep. But uh, can we, have you said your least favorite character yet? No, I have not. We'll talk about yours and then, because my, my explanation for Electra is part of my least favorite scene, so. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll bring Bullseye into the picture and say that he's my least favorite character okay. in this movie. And then that'll go right into least favorite scene, because my least favorite scene in the movie is the airport sequence with Bullseye. What is he doing? Why was he included was cringe. in the movie? <laughs> That's an extended to be, cut scene. Um, it sure feels like it doesn't need to be in the movie. It's <laughs> so weird and cringe, and I just was like... I wrote it down. What the heck is Bullseye? Least favorite character, least favorite scene. Micah, you said you had yours in explanation um, to Electra. Yeah, so the Electra fight scene where it goes from Electra fighting Daredevil to Electra finding out that Daredevil is Matt mm. to uh, Bullseye showing up and Electra having to fight Bullseye. Completely just garbage. The whole thing. Agreed. The choreography, the motives. How she's not even listening to him, and then all of a sudden she stabs him through that, and the glass shatters in a weird way because it's totally stage glass. Um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> glass doesn't shatter like that in real life. I don't know if you guys knew that, but um, yeah, just gross. Um, I thought that the she dies so meaninglessly, and it's supposed to say, "Oh man, she died," and it's so sad and. It's not. I'm just sitting here like, great. No, <laughs> this finally. Be good now. <laughs> you know? One question I did have from there is, our next movie for the Daredevil franchise is Elektra, <laughs> but she's dead. So How does she survive? How does she survive? Because he heard the heartbeat go, says nothing. Yeah. And that was a something. That scene I thought was okay. Oh, you know what? I won't say. Ethan didn't, though. Ethan. Do you have a least favorite scene in this movie? I don't know if I... No scene, like, stands out to me for being just straight up terrible because I think that's the whole movie. Yep. But <laughs> trying to think right here, I should have come prepared, man. It. Uh, all right. Least favorite scene is probably... Or maybe just something that really rubbed you the wrong way in this movie. I really hated Daredevil <laughs> as a character. Yeah. Excuse me, that was my ringtone. <laughs> wow. Yes, it is but the SpongeBob. The, the Krabby Patty when he interviews the guy him? in the subway and throws him on the train track, I just hated everything about that. Mm. They and bring then up that symbol. Seconds later, the comic 
iconic uh, Daredevil symbol. He like puts gasoline down in the subway. Yeah, time to do that. Like, uh, shouldn't that those have been in Braille, guys? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> The flaming DD. The, I think, whole, the whole time when he was writing that down, was he screaming at the floor so he can see what the what he was drawing because he can't uh, see it? <laughs> guys, it doesn't make sense. I think we just have a really bad movie here. I think we just do, and let's let's do scores. Let's do scores right now because I'll go, I'll go first. You, right. Ethan has his score. Right, right, Daredevil go. expert. I mean, I also do have my Daredevil yeah, expert. Go what ahead. Do you have to say. I put this. Uh, 3.5 out of 10. Whoa. 3.5. That is still better than Howard low. the Duck, in your opinion. That is pretty Still low. better than Howard the Duck. This 3. movie 5. had such hilarious scenes. Like, this movie was bad in the funny way that you thought Howard the Duck was. I did not think Howard the Duck was hilarious in really any kind of format. But this, yep. I, lo- I love Colin Farrell's bullseye. I think every scene he's in, he just is hilarious. The way he's playing him is just hilariously bad. The scenes with Electra and the playground, hilariously bad. Everything Ben Affleck tries to do, pretty bad. Yep. So I, <laughs> I put this above Heart of the Duck, but it's not a great movie. I would give this movie a five. A five. Solid five. Uh, I think there is some really good elements. The soundtrack's really good, which elevates the movie, especially for me. I think there are shades of goodness, and I think... This movie is the epitome of hitting it right down the middle of the road. It does nothing special, but it doesn't do anything very egregious either. It's just a really middle of the road. I think there's, again, things you can like in this movie, like John Favreau and the court scenes with Matt Murdock. I think Ben Affleck shines in some areas of this movie. Villains are trash, Electra's trash, and I think it really hurts the movie acting-wise, story-wise, pacing-wise. It's right down the middle of the road for me with a five. Mm. Okay. Uh, For me, I would say... So my thought behind this is, for me, a five, like Ben said, center of the road. Anything less than five is offensively bad. More bad things than good things. No redeeming qualities at all. Um, Or things that you were like, okay, that's just terrible. So anything above five is there are good things in this movie. There was a reason to watch this. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that said... I would say, sure, there are a lot of bad things about this movie. But did I learn about Daredevil? Yes. Were, was that intro good? Was that origin good? I thought the origin was good. Um, there were some spots sprinkled in that were good. Uh, fight scenes, most of them were bad. Most of them were terrible. Characters, most of them were bad. But there were some good ones, like Foggy. and A I, good one. A good one. <laughs> and... Uh, I feel bad giving it. I I feel bad if I were Don't just feel to give bad, it a five. Dude. Don't feel bad because this. You know, this I, I feel like, like it doesn't. So I feel like it doesn't bad. deserve a five, a solid five. It does not deserve a solid five. You think it deserves higher? I'm I think it deserves putting it lower. Actually, I deserve. I think it talking. deserves <laughs> a five point two. Oh, <laughs> five point two. Okay. I think this. Uh, th- no, this movie is bad. Bad. Any fight scene, terrible CGI, uh, 
the the la- the physics in this movie are garbage. Yeah. Mm. Daredevil somehow has Superman jumping abilities. He can jump over buildings and jump off buildings. Yeah, that's, ah, that's why. When he jumped off that building should. and landed on that scaffold, I'm like, oh, we, di- we didn't talk he- about CGI at all. No, when he jumped off the building, it's trash. That's all that he- needs to be said. Compared like, to Spider-Man uh, that came out last year, it was uh, com- incredibly bad. Yep. Like remember, I always said Spider-Man 2002 was peak of CGI at the yep. time. This you can tell that they cut the budget up there. Absolutely. That so, scene Ethan, when he jumps off, I'm yeah. changing my point. When he jumps off the building, you're like, "Oh, we're finally going to get a cool swinging scene with Daredevil." But somehow after falling 40 stories, he lands on some scaffold mm. with like hyper spring knees. I don't know what they did with him. It's kind of wild. Every character in this movie is terrible except Foggy. There's no character development. The scenes aren't set good. You're just things are kind of happening. I'm just making my argument for all okay. of you guys put this sub five because I think I don't think it deserves. I changed five. my score to four point eight. <laughs> Thank you. That is the lowest that will go. <laughs> so I don't know if this is possible, but I am trying to move away from decimals. I'm only gonna rank things from now on five, six and a half, seven, or six. like we got seventy one like movies. Seventy one movies, Ben. Well, I'm gonna be... rank things like this movie's a seven. Yeah, this movie's also a seven. Or but this then you have to pick 5. which is better. I think doing the points really. now. I, I no, I'm makes... not like, I'm not saying you guys can't. I just don't want to do that. Hmm. I think there's a lot of thinking involved, and it's like, hey, if this movie's a seven, this movie might also be a seven. I'm gonna try and move away from that. So I'll amend my scores in there to reflect the closest thing to whatever else it is. You want me to move those all up now? Round them up. Yeah, five. or round them up or down or whatever it is. Five. five like I'm okay up. with doing half points, like a seven and a half. Okay. I'm okay with I'll doing keep that. The halves. But I just don't like seven point seven. I I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't want to do that. Ooh, that long. brings Spider Man up to seven point nine. So that, that's great. <laughs> that's great. But I just, I'm trying to move away from that. But for me, Daredevil's a five. All right. So where does that put Daredevil in our ranking? In last place, we have Howard the Duck still yep. in our uh, sixth place with a 4.16 repeating. And then we have Daredevil Director's Cut. Daredevil. With a 4.43 repeating. Put it, Putting it below... Wait, so Howard the Duck is 4.1. 4.16, and then Daredevil is 4.43. It's up by 0.3%. Do you want this movie under Howard the no, Duck? No, I wanted like a little bit more than. Oh no, I guess you did put Howard the Duck pretty high on your list. So never mind that. Yep. I, that makes sense to me. I'm like Daredevil should be a lot better than Howard the I, Duck. Because I enjoyed Howard the Duck. That's I true. I Howard forgot the about Duck. that. All right. Yes. That. So yes. that's in sixth place or fifth. And then place, right? uh, our fourth place is uh, Blade, the original at six point nine. Blade. Then X Men at six point nine three. Then Blade two seven point three and Spider Man two thousand two at. 7.9. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That, I would say that's that's good. I would I would say yeah. That's beautiful. Mikey, you said you Yes, had some I have a couple discussion, discussion questions. questions. So, wild shot, but um, any chance we'll see Ben Affleck <laughs> in, in multiverse, uh, multiverse I love madness. that. I love this. cuz we're going through some pretty influential Marvel films. We've only got like two more weeks out. to milk this question, so right? I know we got to milk it, man. We got to milk it. I I think what is it? We have at two weeks, two weeks, multiverse of man. We've got our tickets Thursday night showing at Sandwich Theater. We'll be there, and that week we will not be doing a Marvel rewatch. We will be watching that movie, giving our yeah very in depth. That thoughts. week's gonna be Moon Knight finale yeah. and big week. Um, uh, multiverse of Madness. Big. Week. So we're gonna try to upload uh, multi uh, Moon Knight finale before we watch it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So yes. before we watch uh, multiverse on Thursday. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any chance we'll see. 
Daredevil, Ben Affleck, or Ben Affleck in general? I say no. No? Absolutely not. Because he did quit DC. I think we want to forget. I think we want to forget this. No, he didn't actually. Oh. He quit DC. He's actually in the Flash movie. I thought he quit. Like, this was his last movie. Oh, okay. I think this will be actually, yes. I don't think we'll we'll see him. Definitely not. Yeah. But I do want to point out that comicbook.com posted a very fun fan edit today that does does include Ben Affleck's Daredevil on there. So I just thought that was cool. Interesting. To okay, okay. That's nice. I just don't think – do you think he'll show up? No, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he'll show up, and I don't want him to show up. Mm-hmm. If we're getting the Daredevil and Multiverse of Madness, give me freaking Charlie Cox. <laughs> give him the yellow suit. This is your time to do comic-accurate suits Ooh, right here. Come on. Variant Daredevil with a yellow suit. Come on. That would be sick. That would be awesome. You can't get mad because it's not the, the suit. It's a version of the suit. Like a variant. If you were watching the Thor trailer, you'd recognize that one of his versions of running through the, the forest is actually his comic book suit with the helmet and everything like that. It's really cool, man. Yeah. I like that they throw a little, not shade, but like they make reference to mm-hmm. their old comic book suits. Yeah. They did it in WandaVision. Like, I love that. Loki. Loki did it. Hawkeye I, teases with Hawkeye. The, the drawing. That's yep, what I'm yep. saying. It's like, I love those little teases. It's not their official suit, so fans can't get mad that they're, I mean, I wouldn't even get mad if they're. That is, it's really fun seeing this for the first time, uh, what um, directors and writers have to do to bring these crazy, ridiculous characters to life because back then when they're making comic book characters, they're like, all right, how, let's just make this up make it as cool as we can but they never really determined how some things fell into place yeah. like spider-man his name uh is super easy of course but with daredevil well because yeah, uh, bruce campbell came up with yeah it. <laughs> but with yeah, daredevil he just starts off as daredevil it's uh-huh. the, the origin's really dumb but i like seeing the origin for names them try to give them realistic names mm-hmm. like the daredevil show does it fantastically Yes, it does. It very much does. Next question. What can we expect from Elektra? That is the next oh in this uh, Daredevil That's universe. Thing, That's the thing. And I it's a spin-off. There I'm, is no Daredevil in it. I've heard oh. it is even worse than this one. There That's is a director's cut, though. There is? That adds three minutes oh. to the film. Ooh. So we're going to have to watch that. I'm That's probably, like Snyder League. I'm probably there. not going to watch the director's cut. I am not excited for this movie at all. I have even though three zero. three more minutes, you're not gonna if, watch three more. If minutes? it's easily accessible it to me, YouTube. I will watch it. I'll watch it on YouTube. Like if it's like it comes in the Blu-ray and that's like the version because the Daredevil that we got, it only comes with the director's cut. If that's it, then that's fine. So I expect to answer like, your question, like, Michael. Electra is dead, right? We can confirm that she yes. died in this movie. You get there, that necklace hanging but how at she, the end. How? How would she survive so after she literally died? There's there's weird stuff that goes on. In I the, do Daredevil think. I do they think transfer the, the movie, force to like you know force healing? No, that's freaking. I think the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the movie's oh, a, a prequel. Just finished episode nine in Lego Star Wars last night, so I've got force healing on the brain. <laughs> they just put band aids on people. I can't wait until we talk about those movies. Yeah, that's going to be in a couple years after we finish the Marvel watch through. Um, So to answer your question, Micah, I have zero expectation mm. for that film. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, What – well, I kind of talked about this already with uh, Daredevil separating. What makes Daredevil different from Spider-Man and Batman according to this movie? Uh, I don't think it really showed much. Just to wrap us Not up. Not in this yeah. movie. I mean, in concept, he's blind and he has radar sense. Mm. And he's also a really, really good martial artist and he can take a punch. Yeah. 
not shown in this movie, though, very well. And then uh, a theory of my own. What do you guys think of it? Uh, this movie leads right into Green Mile. <laughs> Ooh, because Wagon Park Duncan goes to uh, prison. Uh, I like that. I like that. Although, let's not associate this trash piece of garbage with that beautiful piece of filmmaking. He's on death row. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Michael, Michael, what's next? What are we watching next week? Next week, we got X2 from 2003. All right. Uh, it comes out, it came out, uh, what, a mere two months after. Let's see. Where and it would you, be a year after Spider-Man 2002. May uh, May third for Spider Man and X2 then is on X2 Disney is Plus. May second. Yes. Okay. Yes. I also have the Blu rays, so I, I do as well. But I'm just, I'm, just so everyone who is listening can know, X two is on uh, Disney Plus. You can watch that along with us. But before year. then, we have Moon Knight episode five. Don't yep. miss that. Very excited. We'll be for that. reviewing the whole series up to that point yep. and predicting, putting in our final predictions as to what will happen in episode six. So um, be sure to catch that one. It'll be a good episode, as always. As I always, I can't wait to hear, listen, to watch not only the episode because I'm very much invested after this previous one, but also to listen to the podcast that you guys put out. You guys are doing a great job. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, I, along with you, Parker. You guys are putting in some good work there, Bobby Parker. <laughs> really, really enjoying that. So uh, stay tuned for all of that uh, next week. Yeah, I'm excited for X2. That's our second highest-grossing movie so far in our watch through so uh should be good right right should be i mean it's got the x it's got the x-men theme now right that's the one it you've been hyping have, up it does have the x listen dude the x-men theme is beautiful so i can't wait to use that in uh whatever we go through here but uh so yeah daredevil's director's cut 4.4 there you go 4.4 4.4 4. 4. 4. 4. all right just round just round them up <laughs> all right ethan I, this is just something I think I want to start doing at the end. Okay. Is we'll read the synopsis for the next movie we're doing. Perfect. And then we'll say what we think, what we're expecting from it. Got it. So yeah, when anti-mutant Colonel William Stryker kidnaps Professor X and attacks his school, the X-Men must ally with their archenemy Magneto to stop him. Sounds like a ton of a ton of me. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen though? Have you, have you either of you I've seen, seen every uh, X-Men movie. Yes, I've seen X2. Including up to Dark Phoenix. Long time ago, though. I don't remember much of it. Same here. Oh, I haven't seen New Mutants. That's the only one I haven't seen. <laughs> I heard it's trash. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, oh, man. I, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving <laughs> it. So that uh, that's one of our last movies right now. What did it come out? That came out after Endgame, right? Holy catfish. Oh, that came out after Far From Home. Holy catfish. That was in 2020. Dead. Holy catfish. That was the only movie to release in 2020 from Marvel. That was... Throw that in the bin, lads. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to end on that note. All right, Mutants next is week. trash. X2. Next, next week, week, X2. Look forward to the Moon Knight, pod, Moon Knight Podcast. That's it for today. This is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan. This is Micah. Signing off. We all hope you all have an absolutely fantastic day.